0: Passengers, And welcome to the Midnight Train, America's second favorite podcast, or maybe maybe it's the world's second favorite podcast now, International Baby, <laughs> International Now. Call us Pitbull, because we wrote, why? <laughs> yeah, well, listen, this is where we bring the dark to light, where history never dies, and where listener discretion is always advised. We make fun of and joke about the creepy and unsolved mysteries of the world, so if you're new here, that's kind of what we do, all while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. All right, we are a comedy podcast, or so we try to be, we try to be funny and lighthearted and bring some dark topics, you know, give it a little levity, you know, that's kind of what we do here, and if you're not into that, listen, I get it, it's fine, give it a chance, if you do, cool, welcome aboard, if you don't, give it away now, listen, just, just, I don't know, bye, (laughs) I don't know, I don't know what to say, you know what I mean, but no hard feelings either way, okay. And uh, anyway, I am your host, the conductor of The Cryptic, Jonathan Sayer, and with me co-hosting today, it's the one, the only, Logan Sayre. It's supposed to be Logan Sawyer, okay. <laughs> Sawyer. <laughs> hey, guys. I love how nobody ever gets that, the last name right. No one ever. Ever. It's either that or, yeah, Sayre or <laughs> Or, or hear here sour. Someone called it sour one time. I was like, sour? Never had that. Yeah, no, it's it's Sayer. It's Zayer. Say Sayr. Sayer. Say say-er. 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 <laughs> Anyway, hey, welcome, buddy. Hey. Welcome back into the, the chair. Oh, it's yeah. Uh, it's been a little cold. It's 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 a it's a it's a, a tit nipply. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah little it's bit. but it's okay. It's okay. Now listen, if you guys have not checked out uh the Patreon bonus we uh well I just dropped last week. Uh let's see, what did I do? I did the well, the we're going to be doing the a more killer kids, which oh. is yeah, because we did the killer kids episode, oh. and then I found a slew more. I'm sure. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Yeah, a little bit. yeah. And uh, so last week, sat here and we talked about the um, some of the biggest, well, I, I guess, biggest yeah um, conviction overturns, Ooh. like where people were sentenced to death and then found out hey they were innocent. <sighs> oh, by the way, they're mentally incapable of being. Charged because, yeah, they're, yeah, mm. deficient. They call them deficient. And we talked about how they got paid. So if you want to get into that, you want to hear those and all the other bonuses over there, go over to a midnight train, uh, the midnight train podcast.com forward slash sign up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just go over there, hit on, uh, click on the Patreon button, or go to patreon.com forward slash the midnight train podcast. Either way, you can get in there and get those bonuses, support the show. It's only five bucks a month. I know, five bucks, it's like a a gallon and a half of gas. Jeez, yeah. Now, well, it's going up now. It's going up. It's a really gross beer. But guess what? You don't need to pay for gas if you're at home listening to us, so hey. Yeah, just stay home. Right. Just stay home. Just Just listen to the show. Save money and listen to us. That's right. I love that. That's good. That's, well, good. <laughs> That's good. That's <laughs> good. All right. So listen, we're going to save the rest of the business uh, until the end of the uh, the show here like we always do. So let's just get into it. Let's turn down the lights, adjust our seats, grab a drink, which I'm drinking a super smoky, uh, I, I forget what it's called, but it's, it's I just told Logan um, a little bit ago that it tasted like, um, like. Charred remains of somebody Gosh, that is what it tastes like or at least smells like it. that's what it smells like it's liquid smoke and uh you're sipping on some what over there I'm sipping on an untitled art Florida seltzer mm, apricot and kumquat we do love some untitled art man they make untitled art great stuff so that's awesome and uh so you know let's get um I guess holy <laughs> we're gonna get holy today kind <laughs> of maybe And that word could be used in multiple variations, so let's see what we're talking about. Anyway, (laughs) here's a toast, first of all, to all you beautiful motherfuckers. That smells pretty good. It's yeah. very good. It tastes like I'm drinking rotten tires, <laughs> freshly bald tires. Oh, <laughs> no! Like somebody just did a burnout and then poured the remains in my glass. That's what it tastes like. You should make a bourbon that's like that. I, I have one in my hands right now. It's <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I do want to say thank you to everyone who's uh, came over to the show from uh, seeing the performance on the History Channel. Oh, yeah. On History's Greatest Mysteries, that's right. And oh, yeah. the number one question everyone asked me is, uh, "Well, did you get to meet Morpheus?" Of course, I'm like, "Yeah, man, yeah." I saw a picture of him. He's on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> I actually joked about it on one of the bonuses. I'm like, "Yeah, he won't stop texting me, man." Like what's up oh, i was wondering who was blowing you up asking me like which pill to take constantly it's like dude yeah. come on telling tell you to follow <laughs> the white rabbit no i did not get to meet him at all but anyway thank you for being here and hopefully you're not too shocked by by the uh the, the difference in how i am or was on that versus how i am uh in reality i guess you'd say yeah i don't know if they allow you to uh say fuckity fuck 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 on no the, no i was so afraid So afraid the whole time. I'm just like, could you imagine the bloopers on that? Don't swear. Don't swear. (laughs) I would have paid them to send them to me. I would have. (laughs) I would have been like, dude, just give me. Listen, here's a hundred bucks. Remember that hundred bucks you owe me? (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha! Bastards. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I never got paid. Anyway, moving on. So today, all right, uh, you don't even know what the hell we're talking about. I know that you're talking, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Oh. How nice. Well, today it's the Holy Grail. Oh. Yeah. uh, The the Holy Grail. No, 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 not of anything, like the, the Holy Grail. Am I going to turn into a skeleton? Like the capital T-H-E, the Holy Grail. You missed my, my, my my reference. I did? Yeah. Are you going to turn into a skeleton? Yeah, Indiana Jones. Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. Dr. Jones. <laughs> Okie dokie, Dr. Jones. Well, we talk about that a little bit here. Ooh. So the Holy Grail, the mythical object described as the dish, plate, or cup used by the carpenter and water-into-wine guy, we know him as Jesus Christ, right? Oh, yes. At the Last Supper, uh, well, he was said to, uh, the cup, or whatever you want to determine it as, was said to possess miraculous powers. Ooh the legend may combine christian lore with a celtic myth of a cauldron endowed with special powers itself. Ooh. Yeah. So the quest for the holy grail is an essential segment of the arthurian cycle, you know, like uh, the whole king arthur Ooh, thing yes, that yes. whole time period and the round table. Right. Appearing first in works by the french poet um uh, I'm immediately going to screw this up, Chrétien de Troyes. Oh, he was perfect yeah i, I know that that's right? Yeah. yeah it's actually phil no i'm just kidding <laughs> no it's christian de troyes i believe so the grail was said to be connected with uh joseph of arimathea mm. the guy who donated his own tomb for the burial of jesus following his crucifixion oh i didn't know that was a thing neither did i yeah i learned a bunch on this one that's good i did uh, like a bunch of coconuts i learned them a lovely bunch that's an old any movie. Sorry, She's even sorry. Know what that is. <laughs> I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Yes, 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 I'm sorry. So in the writing uh, writing of Robert de Baron in the late 12th century, the story says Joseph receives the grail from the apparition of Jesus and sends it to Great Britain. Building upon this theme, later writers recounted how Joseph used the grail to catch Christ's blood. Okay. Oh. So that's what this there's there's you're you're gonna find out there's a lot of different um, Interpretation, correct. Ah, yes. yeah, it's kind of what yeah. happens when you uh, take an old language and, yeah. But they're, 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 you'll see, okay. you'll see. It okay. gets, it get, This gets nutty. Oh, yeah, like yeah. a bunch of coconuts. Like, n- like, are those nuts? Technically, they're seeds. So, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know how that works. I'm I'm even... Palm trees <laughs> are actually like weeds.
0: So, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Dude I, dude, I was like just a few years old when I realized that palm trees had coconuts on them. Never. Seriously? Never never put two and two together. I knew that. And then we were just driving around and I was like, what are the, are those, are those coconuts? (laughs) Like, I I don't know. I just never, never put that together. Yes, I'm an idiot. You guys know that. You've been here before. (laughs) Anyway. So later theorists have suggested that the grail symbolizes Jesus's bloodline with Mary Magdalene as the initial vessel represented by the grail. Oh. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. This blew my mind because I had no idea about it. I'm not a, you know, I'm not super religious. Right. I consider myself to be, you know, a person of the universe. Yes, yes, yes. You know, but I never, you know, try to extinguish anybody else's beliefs. No, of course you not. You know, so whatever. But I just, I didn't know, you know what I mean? Right. So the Grail legend has been traced in detail by cultural historians. However, a tale first came together as written romances. That's right. Perhaps deriving from some pre-Christian folklore in the later 12th and earliest, earliest. <laughs> Well, it says early 13th after it. So my mouth preemptively jumped into the TH. (laughs) So now it's the earliest. (laughs) The earliest 13th century. (laughs) Anyway, the early 13th centuries. So this dates back quite a while. Okay. Okay. The grail was referred to as a bowl or dish when first described by that, you know, French poet dude that I messed his name up. D'Etoile. Phil. Ah, yes. Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Other authors presented it differently. The earliest spelling of grail seems to be G R A A L. Graal. 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 And appears to be an old French adaptation of the Latin gradalis, meaning enlarged fish scrotum, <laughs> or a dish brought to the table in different stages of a meal. <laughs> back that up for a second. What? Fish have scrotums? An enlarged fish scrotum is what this means. So someone had to blow up a fish scrotum. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so now late uh, medieval writers spoke of the sangreal or holy grail. Ah, yes. Related to an old French word meaning royal blood. And obviously the fish scrotum thing is bullshit. Damn. But one of you out there, including you, yeah. had to have been like, wait, what? Yeah, you got me. You got me. You got me. <laughs> wait a minute. What? Hey, man, I don't, I don't put anything past people who name shit nowadays. Yeah, I mean, you don't know. There's a thing called a dongle fish. Is that the thing with the little light at the end of its nope, face? That's an anglerfish. Oh, so that what the hell is a dongle fish? It looks like a penis, but has a really, really large scrotum. We'll call it that hangs from its body. That's its uh, buoyancy sac. Is that why he's dangling? That's why he's got a dongle. Dongle. That's what it is. A <laughs> dongle fish. Yeah, that's that's gross. Yes. <laughs> so the Grail plays various roles in these stories. Okay, uh, uh, you know, according to you know the stories itself. Right. Still, in most versions, the handsome and gallant hero must prove himself worthy of being in its presence. Ooh. That's right. Like, I am worthy of the Holy Grail. I am Iron Man. Right. Dun, dun, dun. Sorry, damn it. <laughs> Although, in early tales, when Percival first encounters the Grail, he's basically an immature brat, mm. and his childish bullshit prevents him from fulfilling his destiny. Damn. Okay, so he goes to attempt, like, yeah, I got this, but he's kind of little snotty little dude or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now his spirit and mental prowess must grow to find it again. Okay, so he's got to grow up and become mature. Yes. And his spirit has to be aligned in order to to find the grail. Grail. <laughs> the grail. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, later stories say that the grail symbolizes God's grace. It can be found and used by anyone. Okay, so anyone can find this thing, but only those who have prepared themselves Spiritually, you know, like the saintly uh, Gal- Galahad. You, ever, mm. you know, know the name Galahad. Yeah. Um, only they are able to actually like, like use it. Interesting. Yeah, and claim its power, spiritual power. I, I, I'm just reading. You do not know the power <laughs> of the Holy Grail. Is the power? <laughs> Look at me in the Holy Grail. I've got it. Put my beer near with my stogie. <laughs> So there are two main ideas behind the Grail's origin. First, it came from early Celtic myths and folklore. Ah. The second is that the Grail began as a purely Christian symbol. Some historians and smart guys have identified sources for Grail imagery in 12th century wall paintings from churches in the uh, Catalan Pyrenees Mountains. Ooh. Yeah. These paintings depict images of the uh, Virgin Mary holding a bowl that radiates tongues of fire. Sounds like a pretty amazing album cover, does it not? That does. Sound that, pretty- yeah, but that that band's heavy. Yeah? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Like yeah. a Christian hardcore band. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it sounds pretty cool. <laughs> so another theory claims that the earliest stories that suggest the Grail as a Christian ideology were meant to promote the Roman Catholic sacrament of holy communion. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it's a big thing in yeah. the Roman Catholic Church, you know? Right. This theory stems from the Grail legends um being based on the Western Church. However, most scholars today accept that Christian and Celtic traditions contributed to the legend taking hold uh, together. They came together. So there was bits and pieces that came together. And it's like, okay. I made a baby. Here it is. Right. Um, basically, they're calling it a truce, you know, mm-hmm. and saying the uh, the essential theme of the grail is Christian. Religion aside, though, like it doesn't necessarily have to be a religious um, artifact or whatever, but it's based in Christianity. Gotcha. Okay. If that makes sense yeah. at all. It makes a lot of sense. Okay. But that a lot of the setting and imagery of the early folklore is uh, based on Celtic material. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, imagery coming from here, the idea coming from here, and then, yes, they have a grail baby. (laughs) Right. That we have no idea what it is. Yes. We have no clue. So, the grail is first featured in Percival. I mentioned him earlier. Mm -hmm. Le conte. Oh, boy. Le conte du grail. The story of the grail. (laughs) That's Le conte du grail. It's the count of the grail. Le Conte yeah. de Grail. <laughs> and this is by, you know, the French guy that I said earlier. Christian de Troyes. De Troyes. De Troyes. De Troyes. I don't know. How do, you, how do you say that? T-R-O-Y-E-S. And he's French. De Troyes. Troyes? Troyes. No, that'd be T-O-I, right? That'd be T-R-O-Y-E-S. De Troyes. I think he's Spanish. Oh, that's 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 what it sounds. Troyes, yeah. that's what it sounds like to me. But it's probably like Troye, Troye. Oh, Christian de Troye. <laughs> <laughs> I will have two of those, thank you. Sounds delicious. So he claims uh, he was working from a source book given to him by a, a friend of his, Count Philip of Flanders, in this incomplete po- uh, poem that he had, dated between uh, 1180 mm-hmm. and 1191. Oh, so we going way way back. Mm-hmm. The object cup had not yet become a religious symbol. Oh. So he, basically in this poem or whatever, he just kind of mentions it, and nobody really, this, and then everyone's like going, wait a minute, what is he talking about? Does you he know. also go Oakley Dokley? <laughs> Kith <Kiss> Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy ho, neighbor. <laughs> Be amazing. So while smashing some tasty victuals in the magical abode of the Fisher King, Percival sees a grand procession where kids carry magnificent objects from chamber to chamber, walking past him each time a new course Arrives oh. first, a young dude has a bleeding lance. Oh. Then two boys carry candelabras. Finally, a beautiful young girl walks by with an intricately decorated grail. Oh, so that's that's the earliest written, um, I, I guess, uh, like depiction depiction of it. Gotcha. You know, but they don't actually say it's a grail. They just say she has this thing. You ah. know, and it's it's pretty amazing that this guy is <laughs> sitting down and every time he eats, little kids or walk by with another thing like. Look what I got. <laughs> Gotta finish a meal. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's creepy. I don't know. Kids kids freak me out. So <laughs> so in this story, the grail was a wide, somewhat deep dish or bowl, often used for eating fish. And no, not fish grotum. I, I, I know what you're thinking. I'm not making this part up. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. But instead- held a single communion wafer that provided sustenance for the Fisher King's crippled father. Oh, So remember how they were saying earlier that the Christian uh, faith or or the Roman Catholics, they were saying that it was was about the the communion. Right. So that's where this is kind of stemming from. Gotcha. Percival is warned from talking too much. Apparently Percival was just a gabby gabby and just like the fucking flap Mm -hmm, his gums. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And so he stays quiet. Oh, nice. Okay. And wakes up alone the following day. He then learns that if he had asked the right questions about the procession during his meal, he would have healed his host and been seen as a savior. Oh, man. Yeah, they were like, listen, man, shut the fuck up. And he's like, okay. And they're like, we didn't mean to shut completely the fuck up. You could have saved my dad, dude. How did you not know this? Read the room, bro. God, read between the lines. Yeah, like, so yeah, so that's basically what happened. There There you go. Dropped the ball. He totally dropped the ball. So, Chrétien may have intended the, yeah, the the wafer, okay, to be the central part of the story, mm. and the Grail to be nothing more than just like a prop or something that it was just happened. To, it was holding the wafer. Gotcha. But everyone went, "Ooh, what is that?" Yes. And that started the whole snowball rolling downhill. Yeah, but what happened with the platter and the other shit that had like good stuff? On I just it? think the two boys carrying candelabras is pretty funny. Like, yes, yes. You're like were they lit? Did they have candles on them? Did they get wax on themselves? <laughs> Do they need some, what is it? Some icy hot or some a neosporin for oh, their burns? Yes. You know, I don't know. We weren't there. Did they go, um, the chainsaw um, was. <laughs> um. Oh, sorry. They should be doing that. Yeah, I love that movie. Oh, they have like a little dance. Yes. Little ching, ching things in their yeah, hand. <laughs> well, he's eating his dinner, like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Am I tri- What's in his food? Am I tripping? <laughs> So, anyway, yeah, that's where it kind of uh, stemmed from, or the earliest um, incantation of this is. Oh. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry. So, um, although um, Chrétien's account is the earliest and most important of the Grail stories, Robert de Boron's Grail became the "quote unquote" Holy Grail. Oh, okay, I mentioned okay. him a little bit earlier, yep. taking the form familiar to modern readers. What everyone thinks is the, you know, the, the "quote unquote" Holy Grail. Gotcha. In his verse. Uh, A a verse, Romance, they call it. I I think it's so awesome they call it that. Uh, Joseph de Arimathea, he tells the story of Joseph of uh, Arimathea having the chalice of the Last Supper to collect Jesus' blood when he was taken down from the cross. Mm. So he's hanging out with his cup like, wait for it, wait for it. Here it is. You know what I mean? Joseph gathers his in-laws. Oh, I'm sorry. uh, He actually gets locked up after doing this. Uh, That would make sense. Joseph gets thrown in jail. Yes. Right. But who threw him in jail is what I don't understand. Because if, the, if, if, so this was, Jesus was killed or, or sacrificed Correct. by, or not sacrificed, uh, crucified by the Jews. Correct. Correct. And so they got upset that he was taking the, his blood? Yeah, you can't do that. Okay. Not allowed. I <laughs> I need a rule book for this shit, man. What the hell's going <laughs> on? I want to see your manager and give me the laws. Where's your supervisor? You got to have a supervisor here. Anyway, so he gets locked up and while he's in there. Jesus himself shows up and tells him about the cup. Tells him the power about what it can do. Like, you have my blood in this thing. Like, you don't even know. Like, dude, they pulled me off that thing, and I'm here talking to you right now. Think what that blood can do. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I don't know if you talk like that or not, but... So then Joseph gathers his in-laws after he gets out of jail. Right. Okay. They and some other followers head to the west and set up a lineage of grail keepers... Oh. That eventually includes Percival, who, you know, we mentioned earlier. So now I know you've seen, um, and we're going to talk about it later, uh, that uh, Nicolas Cage movie. The National Treasure. National Treasure. Yes. Uh, was it that one or Da Vinci Code? It's the Da Vinci Code, yeah. Da Vinci Code, where they actually have like somebody that's supposed to be guarding this thing. And there's yes. a whole sect of people that are dedicated to doing that. Yes, didn't they? That is based on reality. Didn't, didn't, didn't they also say that the Holy Girl was actually the womb of Mother Magdalene? That's the Holy Girl? you, my friend, need to, uh, stop jumping ahead. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So, so yeah, so that's where we're at right now with this. Okay. But there's, there's plenty of more, plenty more where this came from. Yeah. So after this confusing shit, mm. grail writings divided into two classes. The first is about King Arthur's knights visiting the grail castle for searching and searching for the grail itself. Gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. These guys ding, ding, ding. need the coconuts. Oh, we're we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> oh God, absolutely, we're gonna talk about that. It's one of my all time favorite movies. <laughs> so anyway, and um, it's so they they're going to look for the Grail, right? The second pertains to the Grail's history in the time of Joseph of uh, Arimathea. So the Grail was you know used to collect Jesus's blood right. after he was crucified. Yes, right. Not only crucified, but brought down off the cross. It's crazy. And then he showed up later, like, and he still had blood, and he still. I man, I don't know what's going on. Anyway. <laughs> So since then, people's belief and wanting to know where it is, let alone what it what it is, it's never stopped. Okay, various groups have been said to have it in their possession, including the <clears throat> dun, dun, dun. the Knights Templar. Oh, ho, ho. yeah, yeah, those Illuminati bastards. <laughs> Saint Mary of Valencia Cathedral in Spain contains an artifact known as the Holy Chalice. Mm-hmm. It is the object most commonly credited as the real Holy Grail used by Jesus during the Last Supper. Not not the catching of the blood, but him and the cup in his hand. Oh, yes. Or it, it, was it in his hand or in front of him? Th- I should probably know this by doing this episode. <laughs> I was more talking about the future stuff we're talking about here. Anyway, so either way, he it, there was a cup. Okay. Yes. And so that's... Uh, they believe that what they have there in Spain is the actual one. Okay. And, uh, you know, people go there all the freaking time. It's actually uh, preserved in a chapel that's consecrated to it like it's its own chapel. And people still go there on uh, pilgrimage, you know, to for their faith or whatnot, to go there and see the thing. Do you see it in there? Nope, sure didn't. You can't see it? Nope, damn it. I'm sure we'll hear about it from everybody out there. Yeah. You dumb bastards. (laughs) He was drinking from it the whole time. It was a Coke bottle. (laughs) So it was supposedly taken by St. Peter to Rome in the first century and then to Huesca in Spain by St. Lawrence in the third century. Okay. Archaeologists say the artifact is a first century Middle Eastern stone vessel. Oh. Possibly from what is now Turkey. Okay. Its history can be traced to the 11th century. It was the official, pop, I don't know if it's papal or papal, papal, p-a-p-a-l, papal, 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 hey papal. <laughs> anyway, it was the official chalice for many popes. So is it popal? No, it's p a p l. Man, this is confusing as shit. Anyway, so a lot of popes actually use this thing, okay? Uh, most recently by Pope Benedict Sixteenth on July 9th of 2006. Oh, was his last name Cumberbatch? Uh, I don't think so. Damn. So he's not a doctor. Punch-a-dick Everyone makes his name so funny Punch-a-dick Cabbage cabbage Patch (laughs) So awesome Ah! Okay, then there's the Emerald Chalice Of Genoa Obtained during the Crusades of uh, Casarea Maritima At a very large cost Oh no Yeah. This one is lesser believed to be the Holy Grail Since when, while it was being returned from Paris After the fall of Napoleon Napoleon an accident revealed that the emerald was just green glass. Damn. So, like, like, an, I mean, an accident, as in like, like the, their carriages or whatever hit each other, and the thing fell out. Oh my god! And when it fell, it broke, and they were like, "Ah, oh, man!" Yeah, emeralds don't shatter, man. <laughs> yeah, you, at least not that easy. Not that easy, no. So anyway, that's that's that one there. Now, in Wolfram, oh boy, this guy's name, Wolfram von Eichenbach's story. Oh, I think I know this. Group. I'm going to back that up a little bit. Von von Eichenbach. Perfect. perfect. Thank you. His story, the Grail, was kept safe at the castle of Munsalvarska. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, in Read that word right there. Can you read that from there? Munsalvarska. Yeah. Okay. And for German listeners, I'm so sorry. You guys get it. You know. Come on. Um... And uh, it was entrusted in safekeeping to Titoral, the first grail king. Oh. So there was a king who was actually in charge of this this one at huh. this time. But this is from a different story. This is from Wolfram von Eschenbach. Okay, question. Real fast. Mm-hmm. If V's are W mm-hmm. and W's are V's, mm-hmm. so is it actually Wolfram von Eschenbach? No. It's V-O-N? It's uh, Wolfram Eschenbach. They don't say the von. It's silent. It's a silent von. It's, it's a silent. <laughs> the whole word silent. I just think it'd be amazing if it was Juan. You know what I mean? he comes out. I from Juan. I shall, yes. <laughs> my, my mother was German. My father was not. Okay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so other reports claim the grail is buried beneath Roslyn Chapel in Scotland. Scotland! And lies deep in the spring of Glastonbury Tor. A hill. A hill. Near Glastonbury in the English county of Somerset. Okay. Oh. Topped by the roofless. Roofless? <laughs> roofless. Root. I'm saying roofless. Ah. So it has no roof. Not like ruthless and I just have a speech impediment. Uh, well, if it's roofless, how can you raise the roof? I guess there you can't. Well, they're not jamming then. No, not too hard. Damn. But this is uh, St. Michael's Tower. Okay. So that's another one where they believe they have the official holy grail. Yes. Yet. Other stories, and this is my favorite, claim that a secret line of hereditary protectors keep the Grail safe. Of course. Or maybe it was hidden by the Templars in Oak Island, Nova Scotia's famous money pit. (laughs) Yeah. At the same time, local folklore in Akaka, boy, Akakik, Maryland, says it was brought to the town by a closeted priest aboard the famous seaman, Captain John Smith's ship. You might remember Captain John Smith from our episode on the Lost City of Roanoke. I'm sorry. Why? Well, uh, what did I say now? He's a closeted priest on board. I city. swear to God. That, that's what I got. <laughs> closeted priest. I don't mean... I don't know if it means closeted like he's in the closet or he practices his religion in a closet aboard the ship i don't know <laughs> I don't understand. it could have been a, a typo and it might have actually been like cloth and, or clothed or uh, something but the closeted sounds better to me it does, it does. yeah yeah so <laughs> obviously either way no matter what you believe or what you hear about this it has yet to be discovered where it really is and if it actually even existed uh. okay Now, again, I'm not, I do not want to disparage anybody's religion. Correct. In any way, shape, or form. And I know we're making fun of the whole blood with the Jesus thing or whatever. Okay. But he literally got up and was like, dude, check out my cup. You know what I mean? So like, we can talk about that. Yes. Yes. Like if it was just mm, flat line, it'd be Uh different, you know, Uh but he got up and, you know, kind of did some really cool shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) just going to say, I mean, happy Easter. You know what I mean? I'm (laughs) just, anyway, moving on. So Robert de Baron portrayed, um, portrayed it as the dish at the last supper. Right. Right. Uh peridur, per, per, peridur. It's Perador. It's a really good uh, uh water. It's Perrier? That's what I said. Okay. <laughs> um presented the hero with a platter containing his kinsman's bloody severed head. Oh shit. <laughs> Not really a grail. No. But the platter they some people consider to be the grail because it was his a friend of his bloody head. I mean, listen, man, shit got real back in the day. Hell yeah. I'm just saying. So, according to uh, New World Encyclopedia in Parseval, Wurfram Juan Eschenbach <laughs> claimed the grail was a stone that fell from heaven where the neutral angels held up, where they were just there by themselves, who took who took neither side during Lucifer's rebellion. Ooh. Yeah, they were like, nah, man, we're, we're not in this. We're Switzerland over here, man. Yeah. Now, the authors of the Vulgate cycle used the grail as a symbol of divine grace. Mm. In this one, Galahad, mentioned him earlier. Yep. The illegitimate—that Ill, was a good word to pop out. The illegitimate son of Lancelot and Elaine. Uh-huh. Lancelot, we know that name, right? Man. Has his destiny set before him to obtain the Grail. Okay, mm-hmm. like that's his—that's that, 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 that—that's your thing, son. Your job in life is to get that motherfucking Grail. You don't come home with it. You don't come home. Just saying. Bye. <laughs> So, in turn, his spiritual purity makes him a more incredible warrior than even his own father. Yes. Yes, that's right. And Lancelot was a badass. Yeah, he was. I mean, just saying. Mm -hmm. So, now, if this hasn't made your brain just kind of go, okay, this one's going to make your brain itch. It already does, but okay. Yeah, because mine was itching when I was going through this. Mm -hmm. Some believe that Leonardo da Vinci's interpretation of John, the beloved disciple... yes is really Mary Magdalene. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Who's Jesus's secret wife and the actual vessel symbolized by the grail. As in, she is the grail. Mm. You you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because she's carrying on Jesus's lineage. So she is the vessel to hold his... Blood Duff. Blood, yes. Yes. That's the word I was looking. Then there's Michael. Now, man, I'm going to mess this dude's name up because I tried so hard to look for a uh, pronunciation for it, and I just couldn't find it. Michael, I think it's Bajent, B-A-I-G-E-N-T. It's either that or Bagent. No, Bajent, it sounds good. Bajent, we'll say that. Uh, Richard Lay and Henry uh, Lincoln here, okay? There's these guys. They wrote a book called Holy Blood, Holy Grail who claim that their research reveals that Jesus may not have actually died on the cross, but survived and married Mary Magdalene, who had children whose lineage actually continues today. Oh. The grail is actually symbolic of Magdalene herself as the receptacle of Jesus' bloodline. Again, she's the grail. Yeah, see, I I, I follow that more than... A cup or a plate, but you mentioned like her womb, correct? Which is basically that. that's pretty much what we're talking yeah, about here, literally. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of awesome, yeah, to be honest. I mean, a he didn't actually die, correct? Which makes a lot of the stuff kind of even more awesome, right? Like, can you imagine turning water into wine? You know what I mean? Every day's a party. Yeah. Typically, every day's a party here now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, I'm just saying, like, that. It seem, it's a cool, it's a cool, um, the ideology behind it is cool. Hell yeah, man. You know what I mean? It's powerful. But I also feel like that's going to piss a lot of people off. So I hope that, you know, I mean, I didn't write that. I'm just, re- yeah. I'm reiterating. Remember, blame the internet. Hey, man, they that's had that day. in a movie with Tom Hanks and they believed that. So, hey. Right. Who knows? Right. So what if it was nothing more than a metaphor? Okay. 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 Italian traditionalist philosopher Julius Evola says the Holy Grail was a, and I'm going to mess a bunch of this up, mm-hmm. okay, a, quote, Hyperborean mystery. And also a, quote, a symbolic expression of hope and of the will of specific ruling classes in the Middle Ages who wanted to reorganize and reunite the entire Western world as it was at the time into holy empire based on a transcendental spiritual basis. Yeah fucking quote. That's a good quote. And my head hurts. <laughs> yeah. Hyperborean came out as like the first word and so, I was already like, what? So he's basically saying it was meant to kind of unite everybody. Which makes sense. Because they wanted to go to the, you know, go back the way, way back. Right. You know and I mean, and do things, you they wanted know, to go to the way back, the way back, the ah. way, way back, the way, way back. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Not just the way. Ah. Yeah, that sucked. That part sucked. Way, yeah. way. Wait, wait. <laughs> like, gotta go so back like you, you gotta lay your seat back, you know, oh. go back like Cadillac seats, you know what i mean? <laughs> <saying? laughs> All right, but wait, guess what? Ha, there's more. Um, author Graham Hancock claims in his book, The Sign and the Seal, that the Grail story is a coded description of the stone tablets stored in the Ark of the Covenant. Oh. Holy. Yeah, you know, those tablets, that's the Ten Commandments for those of home, you know, that aren't really taking notes or anything like that. To- Catch up, mustard. Come on, we got this. <laughs> in their book, uh, Swords at Sunset, other authors here, lots of books. mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Bradley and Joel L'Oreal, who, they're Canadian, so we can't really trust what they say. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I mean, all that maple syrup and shit. Like, what's yeah. that all about? You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, like, seriously. <laughs> Just kidding. Canada listeners, I fucking love you. Anyway, they connect the grail to the legend that Henry Sinclair... Do you know who Henry Sinclair is? Real quick. We're going we're gonna to pull this yeah, off. Yeah, of course. He's the guy who founded the Sinclair gas stations. Uh, negative ghostwriter. Um, oh, damn. But do you do you have any idea who this is? Mm, it doesn't sound familiar at all. Because no. I honestly did not. Okay. And I was really like, no shit. Really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you're sitting here doing research, and you're just like, no shit. <laughs> That's what happened <laughs> yeah. multiple times in this whole thing. So anyway, he is the Scottish and Norwegian nobleman known as the Earl of Orkney. A lot of you smart people out there probably know who this guy is, but I had no freaking clue. Little Orkney sounds familiar. Well, legend says he actually discovered the Americas a hundred years before Columbus did. Get the fuck out of here. That's, thank you. So I'm like, no shit, <laughs> right? I, when I saw that, I was like, really? So I started looking it up. I'm like, wow, that's actually legit. Oh, that's crazy. I mean, it's, it's kind of a, there's no like, Real uh, irrefutable evidence yeah. stating that he did, but uh, there's a lot of suggestion yeah. that he did. I mean, if that makes sense. I mean, like <laughs> uh, <laughs> You guys can't see me right now, but I'm doing some weird boomerang thing with my hand. Yes. And it doesn't it, really make sense. It all comes back. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I gotcha. It's all coming back to me now. All right. So obviously the grail had to turn up in some movies. What movies? It was first seen in a silent film called Paris, uh, Paris, <laughs> Parisifal or Parsifal, probably Parsifal because of Percival. That makes sense. That makes a lot. I'm an sense. idiot. Anyway, uh, it's called uh, Parsifal in the light of faith. Okay. Um, let's see. This is a uh, no, it, it's called Parsifal. Okay. And then in the light of faith from 1922, Lon Chaney, uh-huh. do you know who Lon Chaney is? Dick Cheney's grandfather. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't to do it. No, 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 no. He's the original Wolfman, Dracula, and Frankenstein in the oh, old, old movies yeah, back in the day with the black and whites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. So anyway, he's in this movie, and he attempted to steal the Holy Grail. Then there was Monty Python and the Holy Grail from 1975, which... Just kind of poked fun at the hubbub around the Grail, And we're going to talk a little bit more about that movie here when we're finished. Can I ask you a question? Sure. What is the uh, airspeed of an unladen swallow? A what? An unladen. Unladen? Swallow. Does that mean it's not laid? Exactly. 27.6 meters. Damn. You're done. Bye. Got me. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> anyway. So obviously they just poked around and made fun of it and we'll definitely talk about that. And then there, of course there's Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Right? Yes, Dr. Jones. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. And I guess they're making a new one. They're remaking the Indiana Jones movies? No, they're not remaking. Oh, they're, they're making there's, a new, there's one. a new one. Is it like his kid? With Harrison Ford. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. That's amazing. I don't know how I feel about it. The last one was kind of... Yeah, like, what is it? The, the, the crystal skull? The sugar skull or whatever it's Dude, called? That was amazing. Why'd you get so high in that? it's amazing. I'm pretty sure my glasses just broke. What's one of them that? cracked, <laughs> but all right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, of course. And then there was the Fisher King. Oh. And they showed the grail as the main focus of their endeavors. Ah. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's not forget the Da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci. Which, like the book Holy Blood, Holy Grail, is based on the idea that the real grail isn't a cup but the womb of a certain ma- Mary. Okay. And later, the earthly remains of Mary Magdalene, uh-huh. through which Jesus' descendants live on. So you have Jesus' blood in you. You are a different person. You know what I mean? Like, Could, could you just imagine having a little baby, right? Mm-hmm. And it just I mean, I, happened? I've, I've had a couple. Right, I mean, right, not right, personally right. I haven't. No, no. I couldn't imagine no, that part. No, 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 no. That sounds painful. But anyways, a little I don't kid. have a wahina. No? No. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So a little baby okay. just so happens to get a particular gene, and he's just sitting there sipping on a bottle, and all of a sudden it just turns red, and you taste it, and it's wine. <laughs> be like, give me that. <laughs> you got to stop. By the way, Daddy needs you to do something. <laughs> See the bathtub? Just put your finger in there. Just touch it. Just put your finger in there. We're going to make some money. <laughs> You're going to get new diapers, baby. But anyway, it'd be hilarious. It'd be hilarious. So the Da Vinci Code um, uh, I like the book it says that you know that that it's all about Mary Magdalene right and her carrying on Jesus's bloodline which right? to me I honestly believe that a whole lot more. It, it's it's cool, it re- cool. regardless uh, if you believe it or not it's still a cool premise you yes. know Now in uh, in Brown's novel it is hinted that the Grail was long buried beneath like we said the Rosalind Chapel in Scotland right. but then in in recent decades its guardians guardians mm-hmm. had it relocated to a secret chamber embedded in the floor beneath the inverted pyramid near the louvre museum in paris francais oh that makes so much more sense yeah that does it so much more sense. <laughs> i was there and i i i don't know maybe i maybe it was there i don't know you walked where the holy grail could I maybe know, possibly be i, I know right it was fun I, I had a good time with the of oh, it was good yeah I can't wait to go to England because they have so many awesome museums over there. Oh, I know. There, there's some cool I ones totally over there. I totally want to go to yeah. their, national, their Nash, natural history museum. That's what I was trying to say. Na, the national history <laughs> museum. <The> national <laughs> history. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. So, who else has searched for this mythical chalice? I did once. Did you? Yeah. Let go. I went in my backyard and didn't find it. Oh, okay. Well. That's a a sad story. (laughs) Well, what story about mythical nuttiness is complete without talking about those hilarious Nazis? Oh, (laughs) boy. Hold on. Let me get a big... Yeah, you know where this is going, I hope. you got to find something to turn the tides of war. Yep. So, let's first talk about a complete piece of crap called Heinrich Himmler. Okay. Sounds familiar. Himmler. Well, he was the Reich leader of the dreaded SS of the Nazi party from 1929 until 1945. Uh-huh. Until he, uh, well, he took a bite of something and wasn't an apple. Yeah, I'm saying. Uh-huh. Himmler was pretty much known as uh, the second most powerful man after Adolf Hitler in Germany during World War II and was nuttier than a Waldorf salad. See what I did there with the Waldorf salad? You see what I did there? Hold on. That <laughs> good. good. I'm sorry. By the way, I do enjoy a good Waldorf salad. Never even heard of it. Oh, my God. What? Nope. Yeah, it's got like... I'm not fancy. It's got a bunch of stuff in it. Like nuts. That that makes sense. And then I think raisins. Oh. So maybe I have had a Waldorf salad. It's awesome. Waldorf. Waldorf? A Waldorf salad. (laughs) It's so good. Oh, Oh! Oh, this guy. Fuck this guy. I don't like him at all. He's a piece of shit. But the salads? Oh, but the salad's so amazing. But it kept getting stuck in me every time he ate it. Oh, no every time you had nuts in your hair I did I had nuts on my face oh gosh nobody likes nuts on their face no. but, what are you doing uh, and he combed me out but he's so rough when he does it nice. <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> all right so obviously so this guy was pretty much revered as you know uh, kind of a badass because of he was Hitler's right-hand man right you know so he was in charge of the security of the Nazi Empire He was the key and senior Nazi official responsible for conceiving, conceiving, and overseeing the implementation of the, quote, final solution. Mm. Yeah, their crazy and super messed up plan to murder all of the Jews in Europe. All right, passengers, let's say it together. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. On three. One, two, three. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Because fuck him. So, in January of 1929, Adolf Hitler appointed Himmler the Reichsfuhrer SS. Oh, yes. Which is just Reich leader. Yes. So, yeah. Because fuhrer just means leader. Yes. Which is the fuhrer. The fuhrer. The fuhrer. So, the SS, which at the time totaled only 280 people. only oh, really? Well, should I say men? 280 men were a part of the SS at the time. Huh. I mean, you know, it's a small little pocket of yeah, a little bit. just buttholes. It's yeah, a whole bunch of buttholes. A bunch of them. Yeah. Stunk. <laughs> yeah. They, well, yeah. Yeah. And was under the SA and had uh, two primary functions. um, One, to serve as bodyguards for Hitler. And the second, which is absolutely amazing to me, uh, to uh, sell Nazi party newspapers. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Which was called Der Vorkshire Or Bebachter. By my faith, I feel like I'm having a stroke every time I say any words like that. Just go to the dentist and show some Novocate. <laughs> that's what it feels like, yeah. Which is the race nationalist observer. Ah, yeah. Bodyguards and paperboys. That's that's what they started out with. Fucking title. Yeah, yeah. What'd you do back in the wall <laughs> when I was a bodyguard? And a paperboy. <laughs> and I sold papers for the fiera See? Meh. <laughs> what are you talking like? Why are you talking like that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> So from this laughable beginning, Himmler saw an opportunity to develop an elite core of the Nazi party. When the Nazis seized power in January of 1933, the SS numbered more than 52,000 people. Oh, yes. So, you know, getting their numbers up a little bit, you know, sounds like a really good game of volleyball or something. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's pretty good. We're Tug of war. Tug of war. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Himmler also introduced two critical functions to the SS related to the Nazi party's long term core goals for Germany. That would be internal security. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to make sure everyone's good. Yeah. You can't have anyone coming in and corrupting enemy. Uh-uh. You know I mean? And guardianship over, yeah, racial purity. You know. Because that's what they did. Yeah. Yep. So after deploying his SS in April 1931 to crush a revolt by the Berlin SA. Berlin, you know. The essay there yes. against Hitler's leadership. Somebody was like trying to like come in and take over or whatever. Oh, and so he was like, Oh, no, that's not happening. Yeah. Ah. And he went in. Yeah. Inspiring the adoption of the motto at the time, um, my honor is loyalty. Oh. Himmler created the security service, which is also known as <laughs> Psycher You're doing a what now? Well, if I were to say it like, okay, Sicker Hyatt Dentist. Dienst, Sicherheitsdienst. That's yeah, Dienst. Yeah, That's more funny if I yeah, say the other. Yeah, yeah. Also known as the SD. <laughs> anyway, in the summer of 1931, the SD kept tabs on Hitler's opponents within the Nazi Party and gathered intelligence on leaders and activities of other political parties and government officials, both federal and local. Yada yada yada. This is what they were doing. They were yeah. trying to build it up, and it was all about keeping Hitler under. Yeah. You know, no one coming in, keeping him in power, and not only keeping him in power. But, you know, keeping him moving, you know, keep yes. keep expanding that power. Yes. So on New Year's Eve in 1931, Himmler also established a race and settlement office <laughs> mm-hmm, called the Rasse und Seiglerenzmund. That's not it. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. That's not it at all. And I'm so sorry, <laughs> German. <laughs> German listeners. Uh, this was also a part of the SS to evaluate, app- this is fucked up, to evaluate applications of SS men, so people in their regime right. seeking to marry someone, marry mm-hmm. their significant other, right. other, under a new internal marriage decree. Okay. Okay. The expertise developed in this role of maintaining racial purity because it, you know, that's all they cared about. Right. In the SS would in in you know wartime determine whether an individual was German or not. Now this is we're talking the 1931. They didn't have DNA. They didn't have anything to determine what your 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 lineage actually was. Right. So they would just kind of walk in and go, Nope. And well, I'll I'll keep talking about this here. Uh, so if you weren't German enough for them, mm-hmm. at a minimum, a positive determination. Okay. You know, a positive, or should I say, if you were at the minimum side of it, you got a job and you got paid more. Okay. Okay. Now, at a maximum, mm-hmm. what do you, what do you think happened? You got a spouse. Uh, <laughs> 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 ah, boy, oh boy! <laughs> I hope nobody listens to that one. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, it's death. Oh, shit. Yes. Yes. You're saying that's a fate worse than death? Is that what you're saying right now? Jeez. No. Yeah. <laughs> so a he, he was considered a skilled organizer and a capable guy of managing things who understood how to obtain and abuse and use his power. Yes. He was the driving force behind the rise of the SS. Okay. Plus, he understood his SS men and knew how to secure their loyalty to himself and the concept of the Nazi elite. Fuck them to which they belong. His ability to give his, you know, his underlings the freedom to basically act as brutal as they wanted to be uh, as they wanted to. As long as under the guise of the, the, the Nazi party and the Nazi beliefs, it made people freaking just loved him. Yeah, the, they loved him, And Like every all of his followers, they were like, "Oh, I could do what to whomever I want, like yeah. well, as long as they're, you know what I mean." If you even had an idea, if you thought somebody was either against, uh, uh, that was a slow, th- against the SS or was not, you know, of German purity, right? You could literally they could do whatever they wanted, mm. and he gave them that authority. ish it's fucked up, it super fucked up, very fucked up. Yeah, I don't, I don't like him. So, now, when he took over, Himmler recognized the importance of internal security, like I said before, and, of course, the whole racial purity bullshit because he's a fucking sociopath. And he understood the importance of police power separated from legal constraint and state supervision. Right? Okay. Now, he persuaded Hitler, you know, that butthole, over the arguments of powerful rivals in the party of the state that fusion of SS and police would forge the instrument for the Nazi regime to achieve its core long-term ideological goals. So... He's saying, listen, we started off with 250, 280 people. Yes. We are now this big. Right. You are trying to get into power. You want to come over and do this. We need to encapsulate the police, everybody, anything and everyone within power that has power. We need to make it one big unit. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big unit. A big unit. A big unit. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, So, like I said... This guy was the guy that was, like, into the final solution, okay? And he actually had a speech. Oh, boy. Okay? It was on October 4th of 1943, okay, uh, and he got up and he said, quote, In front of you here, I want to refer explicitly to a very serious matter. I mean here, the annihilation of the Jewish people. Most of you will know what it means when 100 corpses lie side by side, or 500s. Of one thousand, this play—a page of glory in our history—has never been written and will never be written. We had the moral right; we were obligated to our people to kill this people which wanted to kill us. End quote. That's what this guy said. He actually got up and said this shit in front of people. And I'm sure everyone clapped. Um, I'm, I'm sure they probably did. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because there were yeah. all a whole bunch of holes. Yeah. So anyway, you know, he he kept rising up through the ranks and kind of doing his thing, and and at one point in time, he actually when he he was actually going to talk to the uh, the the Allied powers, right? Because we were the Allies, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, about you know, kind of making a deal at right. one point in time behind Hitler's back. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah. He was. So now, as he was doing this, okay. Uh, let's see. There was a, an offer of surrender at one point in time, and they were talking to Eisenhower. And who, of course, if you guys know who Eisenhower is, you read a book. So, news of the, the proposal of him trying to get in here and do this shit with the World Jewish Congress and whatever. He, so, he, he, it's almost like he started backtracking. Yeah. You know? But you're a piece of shit, so fuck yeah. off, right? Yeah. 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 So, in, in one of, uh, uh, of Hitler's last acts, he actually stripped Himmler of his offices and ordered him to be arrested. No shit. Oh, yeah. Now, obviously, despite having all this bullshit going on and whatnot... You know, well, he ended up uh, well, being captured. Yes. Old Himmler got captured yep. by Russian soldiers on May 20th of 1945, okay, who then turned him over to the British. <laughs> yeah. And he eventually confessed to who he was, right? And while they're sitting there and they're, like, giving him a body search, and this is, like, three days later or whatever, well, he decided to bite down hard on something he had hidden in his tooth. Mm. That would be cyanide, folks. And he killed himself right then and there. Never, ever, ever got to be charged with any war crimes. Nothing. Just offed himself. And that was it. So now you're probably sitting here thinking to yourself, self, Mm -hmm. why in the shit is he talking about a a Nazi? Mm -hmm. We're talking about the Holy Grail. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Grail. 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 The The Grail. Grail. The (laughs) Grail. The Grail. Well, I'm going to tell you. Oh, (laughs) this is amazing. So, Himmler, in particular, was infected by a virulent strain of spiritualism that eh, kind of fed into his whole racist, you know, I'm better than you are ideas. Yes, okay? Yes, yes. For him, establishing a new Aryan empire, of course, meant resurrecting ancient Germanic myths and iconography. Mm. hmm Oh, this gets good. He believed the war against the lesser races required overturning traditional Christian morality, replacing it with a new kind of, you know, religion of their own that drew on chivalry and mysticism he was into like he believed thoroughly into them in like in mystical arts and stuff like the tesseract like like uh what, what the hell was his name uh we did an episode on him they couldn't kill him oh why can not i think of his name he was stabbed and shot and killed and hurt oh you you know wasn't that the russian dude or whatever yes uh it wasn't that. you got this All I keep thinking is the Russian imperial stout that's actually named after him. Vladimir. uh, Putin, yes! Yeah. No, not Putin. No, no! (laughs) No. (laughs) That's a hefty stout if you be Putin. (laughs) (laughs) No, Rasputin! That's what I said! Son of a bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck! (laughs) Yeah, sorry, folks. (laughs) (laughs) I was so excited, too. Like, "Ah, no, wait. (laughs) Ah, So he was anyway. So this guy was into this shit, right? Right. So, of course, the insignia of the SS, which everyone knew what it meant. You know, the two lightning bolts that came down or whatever. And it was actually based on runes devised by an Austrian occultist and pagan called Guido von List. Oh. Yeah. So even even the smallest little things like that were actually based off of the mystical arts, I guess you'd say. You know what I mean? So in, now in Himmler's mind, the SS itself was an elite organization in the tradition of the Teutonic Knights, in order which, like the Templars, existed during the Crusades. Okay. Oh. Now, his big old scheme, his idea that he had was to establish... Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, again, mm-hmm. back to the W's and V's. Yes. This is W-E-W-E-L-S-B-U-R-G. Is it Wuvulsburg? Or is it w I think it's woo Where are you from, woo <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Anyway, so they wanted to establish this castle as the Camelot of his time. You know what I mean? And right. of his modern, uh, the, the knights that he's kind of building together. Would you call it the wound table? <laughs> At woo <Woo-Woozburg. laughs> <laughs> Ah, So one of the rooms was even named after King Arthur. While another one, another room was actually called the Grail Room. Like they knew... He he thought the grill was a real legitimate thing and he wanted it in his possession. Okay. Yeah. Is that good stuff? <laughs> it's like fucking like eight different flavors just hit my mouth. It's like berries and like herbs and then tea and then alcohol. It's good. It's born on the boardwalk. What is it? It's called hoop tea. Hoop tea. A whole lot of hoopla. A ho- and a hoop You know what a hoop tea is, right? Yeah, it's a hoopty hoop. That's a broke ass car. Uh, that's a whoopty. No, that's a hoopty. That's a hoopty? That's a hoopty. I thought it was a POS. That's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, now all of this, you know, he 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 really wasn't into the whole conventionalism of Christianity. Right. Okay. He was fascinated with the grail. Mm-hmm. And he actually assumed and believed wholeheartedly that it had immense power. Okay. This is a dude who was the second most powerful person next to Hitler. And I'm not saying either one of them were like in their right mind. And anyway, no, they no. were both fucked up, mm-hmm. but I'm saying this dude literally led the charge to destroy an entire people. Right. And did I say that? The entire, pe- entire P pe- yeah. The whole thing like genocide, you know what I mean? Right. Like done. So this asshole Uh, he also believed that the uh, Thor's hammer could be found and used as a weapon by the Third Reich. Of course. Of course. This is amazing. I'm so... uh, Was he going to go to Greece next and find Zeus' thunderbolt? I'm sure he was looking for it. Yes. So now, of course, he sent a letter over to uh, Anurbe. Uh, Anurbe. Uh, Anurbe. 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 I don't know what that (laughs) is. So I guess it's like a think tank place or whatever to give, uh, you know, for people to give, uh, so if you had an idea, right, they would give you money as long as it was in the Nazi, um, if it was meant for the Nazi progression. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So he stated his belief that Thor's hammer was, you ready? Mm -hmm. Quote, an early, highly developed war weapon of our forefathers. And of course, he demanded the, uh, the, the, and, ah, I'm not going to even say that, the think tank, those folks that are giving money away to just fucking kill people, should, quote, find all places in the northern Germanic Aryan cultural world where an understanding of the lightning bolt, the thunderbolt, Thor's hammer, or the flying or throne hammer exists. Hmm. So he walked in. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He walked into a room. Excuse me. Yes. Excuse me. yes, yes. yes. Obviously, you know who I am, correct? Uh Yeah, yeah the name sounds familiar. Me. Okay, so uh, l- listen, you has the money. Yes. I need the money. Okay. And for order to us to take over the world. Yes. I have an idea. Okay. Um, do you like Marvel movies? Of course. Have you ever seen Thor? Oh, I love Thor. He's a handsome man, but have you seen that hammer? Oh, yes, yeah, good hammer. No, not that one. The other one. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're walking. In, that's the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard in my life. And for that reason. Himmler, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. So, yeah. So, he's in here literally trying to acquisition money in order to find mythical uh, uh, weapons. You know? It's ridiculous. So, it's just insane. And this literally happened, folks. I'm, I'm telling you, this this took place. So, he personally embarked on a failed mission to find the Holy Grail in 1940, visiting an abbey perched within the Monts... Oh, boy. The Montserrat mountain range in Catalonia. And he was led there by the belief that the Montserrat was uh, the real-life Montsalvat, where the location of the Grail in the Arthurian... Remember, you talked about the Arthurian Uh during King Arthur's time? time, Arthur? Um, The opera from... It's an uh, Arthurian opera that was made based off that. Right. Okay. So, he... (laughs) He heard an opera and was like, oh, that's where it is. Oh, the whole time I thought it was somewhere else. I don't know where to go now. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a complete <laughs> fucking nut job. <laughs> so within this opera, Parzival was based on a medieval German poem called Parzival, which we talked about earlier, written by a knight named Wurfram von Eschenbach. Excuse me, and it inspired another grail hunter oh. in the, within Nazi rezi, uh, regime um, Otto Ron, really who is also another dickbag i mean they are. so they're both like oh me first uh-huh. listen I'll, I'll rock paper scissors for you okay uh-huh. rock paper bang <laughs> Mine now bitch <laughs> so now Ron, who's also a complete piece of shit was you know a, a super eccentric motherfucker here But he was also a medievalist, so he loved the whole medieval era. And he thought that there was a link between the Parzival and the uh, Catharism. Gotcha. You you got that. Yes. And it basically just kind of blew up, right? All over Europe. And now, of course, the Cathars, for Catharism, they were, you know, zealots. Right. And kind of deemed as, you know, heretics. And the Catholic Church says, "Mm mm-mm. Mm -mm. You guys guys are nuts for us. You know, and we're Catholic. Mm -mm. Just saying. Mm -hmm. You kind of get it. Anyway. (laughs) So they believe, for example, that the God of the New Testament and the God of the Old Testament were separate entities. The latter sinful and the former good. And, of course, these ideas led to a crusade against the Cathars and all of them were butchered. Yep. You all right over there? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. am good. So now... These guys are—he's looking for this damn thing, right? These right. guys are all kind of looking for it or whatever. Right. So, there was a place, and it was a Cathar stronghold. Now, remember, they got wiped out. right? Uh, called Montségur. Oh yes, Mont, or Montsegur. Montsegur—I like that better. Which is a fortress in southwestern France. Gotcha. But it's a remote fortress. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, this. You know, there was a huge confrontation between the Cathars and French royal forces in 1243. Right. And thousands of French troops, they kind of jumped up and said, well, we're going to kick your asses. Good. Okay. And nine months. Oh, geez. Nine months. Okay. Before the people inside eventually surrendered. So they were trying to get in and get these guys for nine months. Yes. And I just watched Waco. and I wish that would have been better for them. Yeah. It's fucked up, dude. Yeah. That whole thing is super fucked up. If you guys get a chance, watch the uh, the the Waco documentary on uh, Netflix. Yeah. Super fucked. Super fucked. All those people did not have to die. Mm-mm. Oh, man. Ah, anyway, moving on. We're talking about a dipshit. So they took forever to get out, right? Right. Okay. And hundreds of these Cathars were actually, yeah, you know, just kind of set on fire. Mm. Yep, yeah, they had a big old bonfire up front, and they were just like, "All right, well, guess what? You're in there." Oh no! So hundreds of people were actually burnt. Not even at the stake; they were tossed into a bonfire. Oh jeez! Yeah, not fun. Not fun at all. So it's believed that the several Cathars actually snuck out. Okay. Okay. They got out before all the other guys surrendered. Okay. Okay. So now, they, some people do believe that these, you know, survivors here took some treasure with them. Oh, Perhaps some gold. Okay. Or maybe... Dun, dun, dun. The holy fucking grail. Uh, ha, ha. Yeah. Yeah. So, I waited till the end to talk about that one because, <laughs> you know, it's it's the big showcase at the end. It's the showcase showdown. You that know what I mean? Yeah. yeah you know it's, what I mean? It's good. Yeah, I'm just saying. I just... Thought that was fun. Anyway, <laughs> of course, they're saying it was brought back, and you know, you know, by the Templars or other Crusaders or whatever. And as uh prompted by the occultists and mystics now, right? Otto Ran identified Bonsugu with the Montsalvat Grail Castle of Parseval. So these are stories and operas based off of stories, and they're going, that makes so much sense now. It's all coming. Oh, do do you like the way she's singing? No, that's what she's saying. Now I know where it is. Grab up the troops! You know what I mean? Like, it's it's fucking, it's crazy. That was a little too good. It's, (laughs) it's crazy. I have very little German blood in me, so I'm just going to (laughs) say So, of course, you know, Otto Rahm was like, yeah, let's do this. And uh, Himmler was like, I actually like that. This sounds awesome. So, they um they kind of went off on their, their their the belief of Ron because Ron Adorron bla and believed that he knew where it was. Right. Okay. And of course, you know, a lot of people say that nah that's not really how it happened or whatever. But uh he so he actually said about Himmler. Gotcha. He said a quote, a man has to eat. So what was I supposed to do? Turn him down, because obviously he was gonna pay him right. to be evolved and stuff, you know what I mean? Makes a lot of sense. So Of course, these guys went and they started searching for the grail. And, of course, as they were doing it, they were talking about, you know, killing off the Jews and, you know, what they were going to do and all the mysticism involved in it. This is allegedly. 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 Yes. And then Ron eventually resigned from the SS and died of exposure on a mountain in 1939. Exposure. Uh, Exposure. So he was naked on a mountain? Uh, Apparently. But they they say it's suicide. Ah. But nobody's ever confirmed that. Right. Yeah. So he may have just been out there and been like, "Ah, I just need to find Thor's hammer. I'm going to get naked. Roll around the snow. Perhaps I'll get it then. Oh, Chris Hemsworth. Do you like my... Oh, it's so cold. (laughs) Insane. Anyway. So, of course, there's a bunch of theories regarding the Cathars, the Grail, the potential involvement of the Crusader Warriors... And all these people, you know, especially with the within the Third Reich, they were searching for this thing. And again, I'm just kind of bringing this back a little bit. Remember that book earlier? I talked about the oh, yes. uh, the Holy Blood and Grail, or the Holy Grail. Yes. All right. It theorized that the Cathars knew that what the secret Holy Grail was just the bloodline of Christ from him living and marrying Mary Magdalene. Right. Uh-huh. Right. So of course. This is what helped, you know, build uh the Da Vinci Code and gave him the idea for the, the thing or whatever. But this is also something that a lot of people have believed throughout time. But not as crazy as the Nazis. No. Because, you know, they thought it was real. Like Thor's hammer. I mean your wiener. <laughs> We'll make cut today. All right, so of course we are in the movies, and uh, I have started changing things up just a smidge. A um, We're instead of just talking about the top 10 movies about the topic that we discussed, I find a movie related to the topic we discussed, and then we read the reviews. Yes, because me saying that I've never seen that movie like 15 times out of the 20 times kind of was a little... Uh... Now that we're talking about a movie that I have seen, it's a whole oh, lot better. Okay, okay, so you have seen this. What? The Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Who's Monty Python? Oh, my God. Yes, I've seen it. You sure? God, yes. I asked right. you the question earlier, uh, and you yeah, completely yeah, 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 blew yeah, yeah. it over yeah, my yes. head. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Good, Let's good, get good, thrice questions. But what we're going to do with this, but first and foremost, if you haven't seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail, it is absolutely amazing. Um, Monty Python was, they were a group of actors that basically just did spoofs. Yes, You know, they did The Life of Brian, where it was uh, Jesus's brother, Yes, you know, um, and so many different things. They had a TV show. They did it. just it's just amazing. And it's uh, very British humor, which very. is my favorite, to be honest. Yes. And it's one of my all time favorite movies. Yes. So what we're going to do oh. is we're going to read some of the one star reviews out of 10, obviously. And uh, well, let's just see what some of these people have to say about something that we consider to be. An amazing movie. A timeless classic. And that most people do. Now, there's some really like long convoluted ones like this one. Oh, my God. Look at this. Oh, wait. No, it's not that bad. Okay. This one. <clears throat> one out of 10 stars. Doesn't stand the test of time. Mm. And this is, I'm totally naming these people too. This is from James underscore GB. Okay. From 2003. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. He says, quote, I cannot feel that many people who have reviewed this film are overly nostalgic towards it. There is no question that the Python team were talented comedians, that this film was excellent in its time and that its influences are still being felt today. However, when I watched it recently, I barely laughed and could not help but feel that this film has been overhyped in the years since its release. I think the life of Brian is still a great piece of comedy and can be enjoyed as much today as it could 20 years ago, but not the Holy Grail. Having watched nearly every episode of sitcoms such as *Faulty Towers, only fools and horses and back, uh, back adder, black adder. I don't, I don't know what the fuck any of those are. That must be European shit, it must be, yeah. Uh, but uh, let's see. Before the film, I can see that these shows have built on the comedy of the holy grail and are finer works because of it. But having seen these before the film, I found the humor old fashioned, outdated, and gasp. He actually puts gasp. Oh, my lord, predictable. You've seen it before, of course, it's predictable. Yeah. Uh, something which would not be true when it was released. People have claimed that young people today do not get comedies such as this, but I would say that the humor has evolved, and now slicker, more sophisticated comedies have left dinosaurs such as this little more than reference points in comedy history. You know, I still laugh my ass off when I watch Airplane, when I watch Hot Shots, when I watch, you know, those movies that basically took a lot of the notes from Monty Python and made their own movies, and I still think that Monty Python; it's still titillating to this day. So my my i, I my wife's cousin came up from uh, Arkansas, Arkansas. You mean Arkansas? Yes, and uh, it, he's an amazing dude, and we got along like gangbusters. And so next thing you know, we start reciting Holy Grail. Nice. And all of a sudden, my wife's like, "I have never seen that before." Of course, it's it's my wife; she's never seen anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <gasps> And he looks at me, and I'm just like, yep. So we went in, and we, we've been drinking most of the day. We're like, we're totally watching this. And, yes, I fell asleep during the movie. Anyway, but, <laughs> but in the beginning of it, we're like reciting it back and forth to each other, and she's looking at us like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? It is a movie meant to... It's a spoof movie. Oh, of course. And if you take yourself, like this guy obviously does, too seriously, mm-hmm. you're not going to enjoy it. No. You got to relax. You got to relax and just... Let those dumbass jokes just come out, you know, yes. like the night say knee. You know what I mean? That's amazing. the 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 rabbit, he's got fangs like this, you know. Mm-hmm. That, that's it, I get what he's saying as far as like you know it might be a little antiquated, mm-hmm. but if you're seeing it for the first time, I think it still holds. Yeah, I, I think it stays true. So, I'm sorry, James underscore GB, but fuck off. Quick question. Yes. Has uh, a young Charlie Bucket seen? No. I not know. yet. No. Not, not that I know of. I, I haven't showed her yet. I know what we're doing next time she's mm-hmm. over. Yeah, I think she'd love it because she loves all those, like, she her some of her favorite movies are, uh, like, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and, like, you know, the newer British comedies or whatever. Yeah, but still, I mean, yeah. P- Yeah, it's just, but it's one of the, I love to disconnect. It's awesome to watch movies that make you think. It's cool. Yeah. But every now and then, I just want to laugh at dumb fart jokes. Hell yeah, dude. Swear to God. I still, to this day, have to watch Tropic Thunder at least once a month. (laughs) I do love Tropic Thunder. (laughs) It's so good. All right, this guy says, okay, you ready? His his subject is, really people? Quote, best comedy ever. (laughs) This is from 2018, too. Oh, boy. And this is from, oh my God, can I read it? Stelly os So S T L I. Oh, Stelios. O- Stelios. Stelios. From nope. American Dad? Mm-mm. Stelios. I've never really watched that. So oh, okay, Sorry. I know what the name is, but never mind. Okay. So he says, quote, or she, whomever it is, this is the first time I write a review. First time I write a review. <laughs> so we're off to a good start. Um, I couldn't help it. I really can't understand how so many people find this movie to be great. It's almost unwatchable. I managed to watch half of it. It's one of the worst movies I've watched so far in my life. What do you think this person is? 15, 16? First of all, this is the first time I write a review. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So clearly... (laughs) Well, English is not your first language. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Stelios, that you did not appreciate... Stelios. (laughs) The the classic um, comedy that is... The Holy Grail. You have to give credit where credit is due. Yes. And I say, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Yes, there it is. All right. So this one is uh, from M underscore Jordan, uh, Jordan underscore Jones from 2005. Oh. And this one says, what the heck did I just see? An amazing movie. (laughs) I know, right? (sighs) Oh, boy. Ready? I think this movie put, excuse me, quote, I put this movie uh, through shock. Uh, Wait, wait. I think this movie put me through shock, at how cheesy, corny, stupid, unfunny, and how completely pointless it was. What is up with these stupid comedies? I could barely watch the whole movie, but still, it was very hard for me to watch, considering how I have a sick sense of humor. This film just was really not all that funny to me, though. Seriously, <laughs> no punctuation. <laughs> oh, these, these are the greatest things. Uh, I, I'm so glad it's not. Like doing there's this. a character limit or anything. Yeah, it's yeah. Everybody says that this movie is hilarious and it's entertaining. Oh, well, hold on, let me read it how it's written. Got you. Everybody says that this movie is hilarious and it's entertaining. Well, to be honest, it's neither. And 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 no, it's nether. It's nether. Nether. Oh, it's nether. Yeah. This movie, this movie, to my opinion, is on my top ten of worst films. To his opinion, or her, let's just whatever. The film, of course, is number four on the list because it managed to make me laugh once and only once. People say this movie is good, so I will recommend this film to little kids. But other than that, I just cannot see why this is so funny. I rate this film a 1 out of 10 purely because it doesn't deserve an 8 because I wasted my money on this film. <laughs> you didn't go to Blockbuster? <gasps> so angry! He's so ang- oh, 2005, yeah. Was Blockbuster still around then? 20, yeah, 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 yeah. That's hilarious. Went in and got it for like $1.99. Right. Yeah. He was so mad. I wasted but- my money on this dude! First of all, Please, man, like check your grammar when you're going to, if you're going to base something out, at least be grammatically correct about it. Yes. You know, and I know I can't speak well when reading, but I can write really well. Yes, so yes, I make yes. sure of that. All right. This next one here is from Pushkar216-1. Uh, to Are you sure it's Pushkar and not Pushkar? that's uh, K-A-R. Ah, uh, got yeah. me there. You got me there. I don't know. Maybe. But all it says is torture. <laughs> So, first thing I want to ask is, how can anyone give this an 8.4 rating? With, like, five exclamation points. You were asking a question. You should probably have a question mark in there. It's somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, at least one. So, in other words, first thing I want to ask is, how can anyone give this an 8.4 rating? (laughs) That's pretty much how he said it, right? (laughs) She. Whatever. I watched this movie when I saw its rating, but sorry to say, the movie was hopeless. There was no humor in this movie. The entire ambiance in the movie looked gloomy. The attempts at humors were pathetic, and even a four-year-old would write better comic scenes. Mm. It was the most boring movie I have ever watched. What were these people thinking when they made this movie? This definitely uh this definitely not the epitome of English comedy. Hmm. This definitely mm-hmm. not. Nope. And you definitely not the epitome of the English language. <laughs> Only thing it was good at was that I had a nice nap when I was halfway through the movie. The remaining half gave me a nice sleep in the night. Don't even bring its DVD on rent. Don't even bring its DVD on rent. They got to be European somehow, right? Right. Do you guys bring DVDs on rent? I mean. Oh, bring a DVD on rent. <laughs> is that you guys, I don't know. DVD, who, well, fuck it. This is uh, 2007, by the way. So, eh, okay. DVDs were still a thing. Uh, they go on, though. If I had to describe this movie in one word, it would be nonsense. And in parentheses, I had a stronger word, but I refrained myself from saying, oh, (laughs) oh, come on, push car. It wasn't. it's, It's a great movie. Yes. So. You know, and I don't like when we were, people are like, oh, you didn't like it. Well, You just didn't get it. Yeah. I don't I don't like when people say that because it undermines. Oh, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Like, explain to me why you think I didn't get it then. Right. You know what I mean? Like, tell me why. Well, I'm going to tell you why. You're an idiot. <laughs> okay. There you go. Pushkar216, you're an idiot. All right. So the next one up here says, uh, this is from uh, a deadlier snake. Oh. From 2010. Of course this is on IMDb so if you want to go in here and harass these people feel free <laughs> um absolutely horrible the oh, subject says okay okay uh, let's see well going into this movie well again well comma should be there going into this movie i had very low expectations despite the amounts of praise it has received i heard i i had heard for years how funny and amazing this movie is so i finally again so should have anyway mm-hmm. so i finally felt that i needed to watch it I had procrastinated. uh, You can spell procrastinated, but you can't put a fucking punctuation. You know what I mean? (laughs) I had procrastinated watching it for uh, for far too long. Well, now you put a comma after that one. The truth is, comma, I didn't procrastinate watching long enough. I wish I had never watched it. After twenty five minutes, I had to shut it off, which makes this the worst movie I have ever watched. The so called jokes in this movie are completely unfunny. These quote jokes are on par with middle school toilet humor. Worse, actually. This movie is a constant bombardment of stupidity. After watching 25 minutes of it, I felt like I had gone insane. N- and <laughs> I needed to know that I wasn't the only one who felt like this was utter trash. So I came here to see if anyone else felt the same. Thankfully, I'm not alone. Uh, I'm, and it's just, I am, no, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, no mm-hmm. punctuation there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not that great at writing reviews, but in short, the quote jokes are infantile at best. You you write really, you use great words, mm-hmm. Ter- verbiage. Yes. But have zero idea of how to punctuate. Well, at least I said that they weren't good at writing reviews. Clearly they weren't. Yeah, I guess I give them that much. Yeah. yeah. I give you one out of ten kafaki subs. Okay. All right. Hold on. We're going to do like one more and then I'm going to read a couple of 10 stars. Sweet. All right. Just because people, of course they love this movie. Of course. Uh, let's see. <laughs> hold on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's see. This one seems pretty awesome. It literally just says, I just don't understand. <laughs> Maybe I just don't understand British humor, but this movie is not funny. In fact, it's not good in any way, shape, or form. The fact that this is an 8.3 out of 10 literally literally blows my mind. If you've never seen this movie, you aren't missing out on anything. I acknowledge that it's a classic, nostalgic for some. You have to understand the humor, etc. But, did I say etc. etc. But it's a terrible movie. If you've never seen it, save yourself the 90 minutes and pass on this one guys all, all saying the same shit. All saying the same thing. Why do you not find it good, man? That's what I want to know. Yeah. And let's see. Uh, a few of these. Uh, oh, ooh, two in a row. What a waste of time. What a waste of time. The worst comedy with the highest ratings. Terrible movie. Extremely overrated. Bloody awful. <laughs> Bloody awful. Oh, wait. Hold on. What's this guy said? One out of 10 stars. Why the fuss? This is from Doug33763. I'm 50. New line. Okay. Just watched the first 30 minutes. Such a stupid movie. New line. Not one smirk, let alone a laugh. New line. How this movie is number one comedy is beyond me. Done. <laughs> he's a man of little words. Very, very, very. I mean, obviously, he's got to be a man, right, Doug? Well, I, I, you know what? I take that back. He can't say obviously anymore. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. So this person yes. Was is just a very, uh very short on words. Yes. <laughs> So anyway, those are the those are the bad ones on this because I just think this shit is hilarious. But we have to talk about some of the ten stars where people praise this fucking movie because it's amazing. And I'm sure they probably say why they praise the movie. Right. So we're going to good. Right. We're going to show them why. So it says they could grab it by the husk. Oh, 2004 from Manthorpe. King Arthur and his knights at the round table set out on a quest to find the Holy Grail, as told uh, to do so by a cartoon god that lives in the clouds. Ooh, that's him, not me. Quote, Mm. quote, (laughs) quote, just saying. Easily the most hilarious and original comedy ever made, Monty Python and the Holy Grail claims it's undisputed throne through insanely ridiculous situations and characters that will very likely never be duplicated. Pure comedic genius that doesn't go stale with age or decades of com- uh, competition having been released. Kind of goes against what the first guy said. A little yeah, bit, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Simply seeing the way comedy films are made today, this film was very likely, uh, this film will very likely have a long reign before anything can even hold a candle to it. An absolute belly laugh fest that never lets up. Oh boy, I'm just going to stop there. Oh, but he does say the word epitome at the end. Hold on, I'm going to do this. Okay. Because the other one said epitome. Mm-hmm. And he says yada 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 a bunch of stuff. Praise, praise, praise. Blow spoke. Okay, the epitome of all-star comedy that will no doubt continue to stand the test of time. Kudos to Gilliam and the rest of the Python crew. If you haven't seen it yet, make it your first priority in life. Ooh. In life. So like when you come out of your mother's womb, yes, the first thing you should do is put on Monty Python. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You hear that, our ladies and gentlemen having children? Yes. You should just have a copy of that available. Yes. And the second, your little one just squeezes that little nub through that love tunnel mm-hmm. and pops out. First mm-hmm. thing, just don't even clean them off. No, don't even clean them off. Just click. Yeah, you hear? That's as it. As he he or she pops out? You pop it in. That's it. That's it. That's it. Ooh, I think that was the problem to begin with. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, let's see. Ah, uh, what what is this what about Robin Williams? Uh, we'll do like one or two more here. Okay, uh, I just want to talk about why are these? Oh, because it has. Spo- oh, you can turn spoilers off on this. It's oh, look at that. That's cool. It's an old movie. Why-, why are you looking up reviews if you <laughs> if you're worried about spoilers? Anyway, anyway, whatever. All right. So it says. Uh, let's see. This is from Padlark. Paddyark. Ark. Whatever your fucking name is. 2011. Now watch this movie, or I shall taunt you for a second time. I would fart in your general direction. (laughs) That's awesome. So it says, and we're going to go off on this one, just because, not go off, but we're going to end on this one. Good. Yes. I will preface this by saying that while I'm not a big Monty Python fan, when they get it right, it is brilliant. The show had some great sketches, but some were just bizarre and incomprehensible. Oh. The movie is 100% on the mark, starting from the titles with subtitles to its off-the-wall ending. It would be a disservice to explain the movie and the great scenes in this review but a few things to note first when you take into account that this movie was done in 1974 most medieval movies of the time were glamorous set pieces with handsome knights and beautiful princesses the python skewered this notion completely arthur and his knights were commonplace blokes and the sets were in some muggy ugly areas this may have been a budgetary issue but interestingly enough the they probably depicted medieval england more authentically than even films nowadays. Oh. Got a good point. That is a good point. Very good. Second, the amount of times the fourth wall is broken are numerous and just goes to show how dementedly hilarious the movie gets, but yet still holds the story well. Dementedly, that's that's awesome. I'm going to start saying that. Demented. Dementedly. awesome. Yes. Like you're in a corner just <laughs> jerking off with your own tears. Like, oh, God. That's so awesome! You know what I mean? <laughs> Second... Oh wait, I already said the part already. That said, if you've never seen Monty Python, who hasn't, this is a whole different level of comedy. Yes, silly is about right, but not in the crude Paul Blart or Larry the Cable Guy type of silly. But at the same time, not the cerebral Doctor Strange Love type of silliness. Must watch. Hmm. All right. There you go. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's kinda of weird that they compared Paul Blart and Larry the Cable Guy <laughs> to Monty Python. But anyways I think I think they're more so saying that like that stupid humor. Yeah, And dude, listen, humor is humor. Funny is funny. What you find funny is, is as long as you find it funny, it's just like horror. Mm-hmm. If you find something scary, mm-hmm. interesting, whatever it is, just go for it. Oh, yeah. Just go for it, man. Like who gives a shit? Heck yeah, man. One of my favorite Larry the Cable Guy movies was Delta Farce. Oh, my God. It's was to a slam jam. <sighs> Oh man, the mall Blart, or the mall bar, the Paul Blart mall cop movies. Uh, you know, yeah, it was, uh, it's like, Kevin James. Yeah, I, I, I do like him, but Love it just him. seems very, uh, you know. And I mean, you know, it's Kevin James. You know, it's, anyway. But just don't disparage anybody else. No. You know, whatever they're into, let them be into it. Unless you, you suck, suck at grammar, don't. <laughs> <laughs> then don't write. You know, don't write reviews if you I suck, suck at, at writing reviews. But I'm gonna suck at writing this review right now. I love the one with the, uh, asked a question, but had nothing but exclamation points. It's like, are you asking, are you yelling at me? <laughs> Why are you yelling You're at so me? emphatic. Like, calm down. So anyway, that was the Holy Grail. The search for the Holy Grail. Was it real? Is it real? Is there a lineage of Christ's bloodline that is keeping it safe? Ooh. Um, was it just a plate? Did it ever even exist? Mm. We don't know. We have no, no idea. We, we no really idea. don't know, but that's why it's so awesome to talk about. Yes. But the whole Nazi thing is hilarious because again, fuck those guys. Yes. And you know, hey, I've got the power. I need more. What? Where's the hammer? <laughs> so Chris Hemsworth me <laughs> your hammer. Oh, his sauce just look at it when he takes his shirt off. Why are you why are you looking at him like that? What are you doing? Would, uh, no, I'm just saying he's a very masculine. He would be a great Nazi is all I'm saying. He would be like ahead of the line and I would be right behind him <laughs> if you know what I mean. What did you say? I heard that. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying like, no, I'm just saying I would, I would have his back. He's, you know. At the front. He's a be- very, very, I'd have his back. <laughs> the lower back if you know what I mean. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so anyway, that's the Holy Grail. What a crazy uh just uh, uh artifact, if it is in fact an artifact. Yes. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Uh make sure to stop over to the official website, the midnight com. At our website, you can get yourself some of that sweet merchandise. Super sweet. Super sweet. And uh you can, you know, I mean, there's hats, there's shirts, there's just you name it. Yeah, sherpas. You're gonna be it. open. Sherpas. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> pretty sweet. Our face on a sherpa. That, that I would love that. So fuzzy. How do we get our faces on assless chaps? Mm. This actually, <laughs> I would love to be on some cheek chillers. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, get over there, and get yourself some merchandise. Show everyone in the world that you're just as crazy as we are by wearing that sweet merchandise. And if you like what you heard from us, consider being a show producer by heading over to the midnight train podcast and clicking on the Patreon button. So you can become a first-class passenger where you're getting all them bonuses. Yeah. Patreon.com forward slash The Midnight Train Podcast as well. So if you're just happy to float and run, If you're looking up uh, the show on Patreon, we are uh, adult content. Yeah. So you have to have the exact URL. So you're yeah. out there looking for it. But listen, five bucks a month. Get you all kinds of cool stuff. Just saying. You can actually bump up and get different tiers and get, like, custom shirts and stickers. And a bottle of whatever. my tears. Uh, A bottle of what? A bottle of my tears to jerk off with. (laughs) 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 Anyway, get over there and, uh, yeah, support the show, man, for five bucks a month. You can literally, there's actually a dollar tier too. Now you don't get the bonuses, but it it just shows that you guys actually dig what we do. You know what I mean? So you can do that as well. Uh, The bonuses, there's, they're always coming. They're always something new and crazy and whatever the hell my stupid brain goes. What do you want to do today? I want to talk about, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That I have a, the squirrel has lost his nuts. Anyway, so if you are a diehard midnight train fan and you want to help produce this some bitch, uh, become a first class passenger, Do grab it. your bonuses, and uh, yeah, support the show. And of course, word of mouth is how we're just going to keep getting more passengers and people listening to the show, and you know, eventually taking over the world with Thor's hammer. Mm-hmm. Thor's hammer. Yes. And I don't means the one in his hand. Wait, he's playing with himself. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna be an old joke ever. It's never. You ever hear that one thing? She was like, "Oh, what, oh my God!" Hold on, I gotta think how it goes. The joke talking about uh, Thor. She was like, "Yeah." She was like, "I'd let him make me Thor." Get it? Mm-hmm. Thor. Because anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyway don't forget to follow us on twitter on instagram tiktok youtube all of the socials over on spotify uh you can actually check us out there and rate us there as well as apple Podcasts. anywhere you can rate us please do that leave a positive review that would be most appreciated yes and if you leave a negative one it better be fucking grammatically correct at least put a comma and if you're gonna ask a question don't yell at us right i'm just saying you can leave a negative but it better be written correctly otherwise we're just gonna I'm going to come to your house and And spell check that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to just, yeah, exactly. I'm going to go through. Do you know how to read? Anyway, so we can't thank you guys all enough for all of the love and support. Uh, Seriously, and Logan, it's awesome to have you back in here, buddy. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, You guys do keep the train moving. And uh, thank you so much for listening and just being a part of what we do. A very special thank you to, hold on, this is really loud. (laughs) Uh, first class passengers, you poopers. Yeah. Amanda C. Micah Ber- uh, Purdue, Second name. Second name. Gosh. Dale darn. Wells. And yes, Dale. That for some reason that name fucks my mouth up. For, Dale, Wells. Dale Wells. Dale Wells. Dale Wells. That's what I said. Say it again. Dale Wells. Say it again. Dale Wells. Say it faster. Dale Wells. Damn it. <laughs> to Mindy F, George DeJesus, Mega McTerry, Thomas Love Sabota, Amanda Dens, Chris Lucas, Zachary Danielson, Joseph Aramo. Again, I have no idea if you even have any kind of Joseph Spanish language. Aramo. Yeah, it just sounds cool. Uh, Nathan Deegman, Nicholas Cooper, Caitlin McKinney, Trent Scott, Jacob Cook, Maggie Brothers, Miles Campbell, Brian Gunsman, Pumpkin Escobar, mm. Mac Doherty, Sydney Sayer, Janet Cheryl. Chad Flint, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Rob Webb over at the Junior over at the Fun Box Podcast. Make sure you check out the Fun Box Podcast. Christina Skelton and Jessica Bartleme from the Sisters Skelton Podcast. Yes, make sure to check those uh, those ladies out. Our, our sisters from another mister. Yes. Oh. Uh, I bet they like him, too. Oh, the hammer. <laughs> Do you want to grab Thor's hammer with me? I need someone to help me hold it. It's, it's very vainy. Uh, it's veiny? Vainy. Oh, <laughs> it is vainy <laughs> <laughs> This shit is falling off the rails so hard. <laughs> Holy shit. To Maria Gibbs, to Chainsaw. What the fuck? Jigsaw, Rick Ressler, Courtney Bachelor, Katie Brabenick, and of course... <clears throat> He's back, Bill. He's back. He's back. Are you ready? And of course, our boy, Bill Birch. Oh, good for you. Oh, there it is. The, yeah, like the lady, the yeah. lady with the smoker's cough. She's the back. lady yeah. in red. Yeah, <laughs> lady in cough. <laughs> <laughs> so spread the word. Please tell people about this show. I know we're not for everyone, but guess what? We're for you because you're listening. All right. Just let everyone know. Check out the show and uh, listen. If you want to be mentioned at the end of the show, your name. And for us to be forever freaking grateful. Of course. Listen, just become a Patreon producer. But if you can't do it, not a big deal, man. Man, women, whatever. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Like, just keep listening and let people know. Like, that's it. Like, you know, we're, we're weird. We're goofy. We try to have fun with stuff. And that's what we're here for. for right? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. All right, so stay safe out there, passengers. And as always, a choo-choo, motherfucker. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Oh, it's so vain-y. <laughs>